What's up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that knows nobody likes a smarty pants. I'm your pal Joe, and I brought with me two residents of Metro City to talk to you about the movie Astro Boy. We've got Corey. The podcast that's going to go leak some oil on some statues. And sequel. The podcast that has machine guns in my butt? Like I said, we're here to talk to you about Astro Boy, but... As usual, we're going to let you know the stuff we've been watching that isn't Astro Boy, and we're going to start with my friend's sequel. So I've been watching um, some previous Best Picture winners, since I've seen all the Best Picture nominees <laughs> for, for, for this year. So you mean like from previous years? From previous years, yes. So I watched Spotlight. You love that movie. I do love that movie. It's very good. Mark Ruffalo is so good. But he is good. I've he never over, seen it. He overacts. He got nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and he lost to Mark Rylance. Sylvester Stallone was also nominated that year for Rocky Balboa in his portrayal of Rocky Balboa in Creed. He lost. He should have won. That would have been the best Oscars moment of my life. But yeah, Spotlight's really good. <laughs> nice. I think you've talked about it on the show before. Oh, definitely. And I definitely talked about The Departed on the show before. That's like a free- If not you, then me. So we've definitely talked about The Departed. <laughs> That's a rewatchable um, Hall of Famer. I actually think I talked about it just like a month or so ago. I think one of the weeks that sequel wasn't here, I talked about it. It's entirely possible. And I also watched Silence of the Lambs, which I've definitely talked about on the podcast Jesus, before. Yeah. You're not wrong. And I watched uh, Braveheart, which is really long. We've never talked about this before. It's William Wallace. Mel Gibson as William Wallace. Probably one of the lesser Best Picture Award winners. That one Best Picture? That one Best Picture. Yes. It's crazy. It's an epic. It's long. It prefer, is long. How long that. is it? Two and a half? I think it's pushing three. It might be pushed three, yeah. I prefer The Patriot to Braveheart. I, uh... That's uh, close. It's been a while since I've seen either, but I think I'm in your camp. I think I prefer The Patriot. This, there's too much going on in Braveheart. <laughs> it's really drawn out. The Patriot's also long, but I like the story a lot better. I think for me, the only, the only issue I have with The Patriot is that it is essentially... So I feel like Braveheart is secretly uh, like an American story, like an American independence tale. Like it's told a, a similar way. So I feel like Patriot is just Braveheart more prominently American. It also came out after, which doesn't help it. But I mean, I, I love I love the Patriot. I think Heath Ledger's role in that is spectacular. Like I've seen the uh, Braveheart like three times now. I'm good for a long time. Yeah. But if, like the Patriot was on. Like over the weekend, you gotta stop. I'd stop and watch it. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with Braveheart is that the op- the first like forty five minutes of the movie is a lot of nonsense. Like you don't really get any actual action on like what turns into the plot of that movie until like forty five minutes in. So you could cut forty five minutes out. I mean, it, it lays groundwork. It lays groundwork, but it's, it just it is that like that's what it is. Like they do a lot of laying groundwork. Early on, it's it's definitely going for an epic. Like we're telling an epic story. This is going to be epic in plot and length. People are going to tell this around <laughs> campfires for years to come. Yeah, that's that's about it. This is going to be a short episode. <laughs> Even our what have you been watching is short. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of movies, but I talked about yeah all of them previously. Way to suck and watch the same movie. Hey man, it happens. I own that shit. I don't that's... own Braveheart though. 
Hey, Corey, what did you watch? I had to do this to you, Joe. Um, oh, no. Did you not watch anything? No, I did not watch anything. Um, but I had All the same movies as sequel. <laughs> we watched them together. We didn't invite you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, wow, guys. The big thing I watched was the big game on Sunday. Um, oh, yeah. That was the a Super Bowl happened. You can't say those words. No, we have a guy fixing the post. <laughs> it was a terrible, terrible time. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Dude, fuck him. Uh, the game was so pathetically bad. And I've tried to, like... I-, I was worried about halfway through the game that it was just Super Bowl hangover for me from last year. Like, I was so excited last year for obvious reasons. So I was like, maybe the game isn't that bad. I'm just... I'm. Just remembering how great last year was for me. So everybody being online and being like, nope, this game is awful, makes me feel a lot better. Uh, I finished watching Punisher Season 2. Alright. That is... My strong recommendation is to binge it over the course of a couple days. Don't draw it out over the course of like a long period of time, like one episode a night for two weeks, anything like that. Like, you can't. The only way that this story works and is going to keep you reined in is if you kind of, like, binge it. What? You can't. (laughs) You can't. It just doesn't work as a show. That's the thing. That's kind of bad. Yeah, I know. That's that's the thing. Like, by the end of it, I was really happy with where they went, but... Not happy about how they got there? For real. Like, there was... They had an opportunity to introduce this cool new villain, and he has literally one fight with the Punisher. You know what's going to happen there. Like, the Punisher isn't going to lose it. Like, come on. So it's 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 a little frustrating that they went back to a well that they, they really pulled from in Season 1. But uh, overall, again, you're still going to get the same great Punisher action out of Rob Bernthal. John. John Bernthal. God damn it. I don't know why you keep doing that. I don't know. It's very funny to me. I don't know. Uh, um, I've also watched both The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. The Brendan Fraser ones? Yes, okay. the Brendan Fraser ones. Uh, it was so cold at school last week that... All learning stopped. But, <laughs> 63% of the school was absent. Kids don't come in. That's a lot. 63% of the kids were not there. Well, a lot of kids walked to school. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, on the city. So a lot of them walked to school, a lot of them just weren't going to do it. I mean, it was negative... 18 when I got off of the train when I got off my subway so frankly don't blame them probably shouldn't have even opened the fucking thing but there I was so I wasn't going to teach something to only have to reteach it again the next day for all the kids that came back so I just was like we're going to watch The Mummy should have watched The Prince of Egypt I was only able should've to watch what was on Netflix Prince yeah. of Persia so that was my thing so I got done watching The Mummy and I was like oh The Mummy Returns is on here I'll watch this one too um, Extra credit. Yeah, for me. And I also watched Book of Eli. I watched Book of Eli on the train yesterday. I forgot how good that movie was. What's that on? No, what's the streaming on? I assume it's... HBO Go. Oh, okay. Have you watched Mid-90s yet? No. No. I don't like being the only one I know that has seen that movie. And that will be what I watch. code, so... I will watch, I will watch it before next week. Watch it Monday. So it's fresh. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll also watch it for next week. We'll all talk about it. Do you it. have it? No, but I'll get it. Okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Eighth Grade is getting a lot of praise. I think I like Mid-90s more. Eighth Grade is on uh, Amazon? I mean, to purchase. It's not on Prime. Yeah, that's fine. I can still rent it, though, so I can compare yeah. it to. I'll only have to get one of them, because Mid-90s I got the code for. True. 
Oh, and The Blind Side. I did watch The Blind Side. I finished watching The Blind Side. Um, Sandy B. Sandy B. Sandy B. There's that scene when, like, she comes out to either yell at the coach or yell at... Michael Orr? Michael Orr. Or, like, talk to Michael Orr. I think she yells at the coach and then explains something to Mike. Mike. Mm-hmm. And then walks away, and the entire team is staring at her ass. And there's like a close-up shot of her walking away in like a pencil dress, like pencil skirt. I'm like, it's the best shot of this movie. <laughs> she looks so fucking good in that movie. The timeless wonder. I will always have a crush on her. Even in Bird Box. Yeah. Okay. I saw Bird Box. I thought she was pretty cute in it. I haven't seen it. I've seen literally the poster of it. Yeah. And no. she's wearing a blindfold. So. It's a um... major theme of the movie. Yeah, that's what I hear. Poor man's... A quiet place. Quiet, quiet place. But that's it, Jeff. That's what I've been watching. All right. I guess I'm going to expand this, because I'm sure Astro Boy isn't going to take that long. So. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I watched two movies. I guess I'll start with the one that Sequel knows about already. I watched Black Klansman. What'd you think? It's really good. It's definitely not going to win Best Picture. You think it's definitely not? There's almost a 0% chance it wins. Okay. Compared to all the other movies. It's, it's top three right now. Uh, is it really? Yeah. So yeah, Black Klansman is, I really enjoyed. It's got its funny moments. It still goes along and does what it needs to do. I don't know how I feel about the very ending because Spike Lee does Spike Lee things. It's, but again, that's not really a Spike Lee thing. It's, he just threw it in there. Yeah, like, like Our, it, it fits, but it doesn't fit. See, the Spike Lee thing he does at the end is the um, shot where... Um, don't spoil it. Corey hasn't seen it, right? Don't spoil it for Corey. It's just a shot. It's, Corey okay. doesn't care about spoilers, right? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. With him and his girl with their guns drawn and they're like they're hovering almost towards the door when the, when the door rings. The door okay, rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very iconic like Spike Lee shot. But like the, the news sh- stuff at the end, it's, uh, it's a social commentary, but he's actually... Th- Forcing it upon you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I found out watching the Schmodown last night? No. Is that Topher Grace is in this movie. Yeah. He sure is. As as a as a pretty prominent name. He's mm-hmm. he's in a lot of the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering his character who he's playing, yeah, I would I would suspect so. And I haven't seen Topher Grace in anything in such a long time. Mm. The I, last I, movie I've seen him in was The Predators. So I've never seen that. I saw him in Take Me Home tonight. That 80s movie, just an excuse to have that song in it. Or the movie set in the 80s, because it definitely didn't come out in the 80s. That's good. Like There are so many people in that movie that I know from That's, things. The lead is uh, Denzel Washington's son. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Adam Driver he, is in it, right? Yeah. yeah Adam Driver is so good. He's nominated for Best Supporting. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get it. If Marsha Shalala Ali, Ali yeah, wasn't so good, and I would say give it to Adam Driver. Sam Elliott is just as good, too. Sam Elliott's in, like, none of the movies. Doesn't he's matter, like, though. Sam supporting role. <laughs> I know, but Adam Driver does so much heavy lifting in that movie. In so the, much. Then he, they should have made him co-lead, and uh, all the other character, uh, categories loaded also. Yeah. He has, he has almost no chance... Because for for I mean he would have had no, no yeah, he would have had no chance if he'd gotten nominated for best actor just because it's a packed slate this year and supporting <laughs> unfortunately I I think Ali's gonna take it it's if not him Ali, then Sam Elliott I guess Elliott Driver and way at the bottom is Seth Rockwell <laughs> and then there's one other person who I can't remember who it is it's definitely nobody in Bohemian Rhapsody oh. it's not Michael B Jordan which is Shit. bullshit. Oh yeah, Richard E. Grant and Can You Ever Forgive Me? And I, I actually saw oh, that. Right. And he's I haven't seen. He's those, good. So. Adam Driver's a little bit better, but uh, he, he's very good. 
So that was cool. So now I'm done with watching all of the Best Picture nominees, so now I get to figure out how I want to rank them. Yeah, you haven't done that yet? No. I'm only sure of which movies are bottom two. I'm going to take a stab. Go for it. I'm going to say Vice and Roma. No. Really? Yeah. Neither of them? No, Vice is in there. Vice is bottom two. Vice and the Favorite? Yep. Definitely. I prefer the Favorite to Roma. I strongly prefer Roma to the Favorite. Roma, the Favorite didn't depress me. (laughs) It made me feel bad about myself. It sucked to watch. (laughs) I like the Favorite. (laughs) Fair enough. And the other movie that I watched, I went to the theater and I saw Free Solo, which is a documentary about, I think his name is Alex Honnold, the guy who climbed uh, El Capitan in Yosemite Park, which is 3,000 feet high and it's like the largest rock climb anyone's ever. And Free Solo is uh, without a rope, so it's just him with a chalk... Uh, the chalk bag? Yeah, a pound oh of chalk. Oh god. Fuck that. It's not... Wait... Terrifying? Yeah. I can't even imagine watching a movie like that. That would scare me just watching. I mean, it was incredible to watch. It doesn't spend a lot of the movie with him climbing. Spoilers, he survives. They showed the movie. But it's a a documentary, so it's it's not a lot of action of him climbing, because obviously they can't really... Yeah, there's... I mean, they filmed him while he was climbing, from, like, with drones and... Oh, okay. All the people who made the movie are are also climbers, so they rigged up a cool way to do it but it's a lot about him and his like relationship with his girlfriend and how his life happened and how his brain works differently than ours so he's not scared shitless of this huh interesting but it was yeah it was an IMAX so giant screen it was really incredible to watch him do it just where'd you find that one hmm I was at IMC oh you went to the theater and saw yeah yeah oh Jesus you saw a documentary in theaters it was awesome dude that's kinda cool yeah, it's still playing now. I just saw it on Friday. Did you see it in IMAX? I feel like that would be... It's cool. only in IMAX. Oh yeah, my God. Show IMAX. See, that, that's the only way I think I could watch a movie like that. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see it in regular. I mean, if I had to, I had to, but IMAX is the way to go. It's powerful stuff, so I highly recommend if you get the chance to see Free Solo, especially in theater, although at home it's still a compelling story, but super good, really well done. And that is what we've been watching. I guess that's probably going to be the majority of this episode. It's not even 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do the movie facts. Let's jump in for Astro Boy. Astro Boy came out in 2009. It was rated PG, and it's one hour and 34 minutes long. It's directed by David Bowers, and it stars the voice talents of Freddie Highmore, Nicolas Cage, Kristen Bell. I will screw this guy's name up. I want to see it's... Bill Nighy? That's the way I always pronounce it. Bill Nighy, Donald Sutherland, Nathan Lane, Matt Lucas, and Eugene Levy. There's a bunch of cameos by other people, but very small. Budget for the movie was $65 million. It super tanked at the box office and only made $39 million. $19 million of that was domestic. I didn't even know this got theatrically released. I remember the poster. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I remember seeing like one commercial for it or one ad on something. Uh, the scores are really, really middle of the road. Rotten Tomatoes with a 50%. I don't even think it gets a certified nothing from me. Yeah. All right. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes, also a 50%. IMDb, 6.3 out of 10. Metacritic with a 53. And the user score of 6.0. All right, yeah, so those are the movie facts for Astro Boy. Let's do our general thoughts about it, which are spoiler-free, as you know if you've listened before. Corey. I am not a big fan of animated movies, so it takes a lot for one to impress me. 
This one is not one of those ones that impressed me. Uh, I think it has some potential. It's not a inherent. It's not an inherently bad movie. It just didn't really draw me in. It didn't suck me in. And I feel like they messed. They did a couple things that really bugged me that a lot of animated movies do. Um, but this is like I, I've got. I've got no real emotion when it comes to this movie. It, I could take it or leave it. I even watched it while I was watching. I was like, it's something I'm watching right now. And that's kind of the way it went for me. Sequel, what do you think? I didn't like this one bit. <laughs> I feel the plot in the story is very rushed. And the voice acting is some of the worst I've ever heard in an animated movie. It is really, really bad. And they have some really big names in this. So I, I, I expected more. I expected the story to be bad, but the voice acting to be kind of good, and I just got bad and bad, and yeah, I didn't care for it, Joe. I knew at least one of you was really not going to like this movie. <laughs> this movie is the definition of a movie that's fine. There's nothing glaringly wrong about this movie, but it's not particularly original or good. I enjoyed it simply for the fact that it's just a nice, easy watch, and it was like, this This is nice. Everyone's being nice. <laughs> It doesn't have any real lasting... It's it's Pinocchio with high-tech. Yeah. Yeah. Pinocchio, a little bit of Wally, I thought. Touch yeah. of, um... <laughs> shit. AI. A little bit of AI in there. Oh, yeah. Which was on... I didn't watch it, but it was on the television screen at some point over this weekend in my house. Is that movie terrible? I've heard it's terrible. It's not great. Fair enough, but... The names in it... You, a lot like this, the names in it means it should be a lot better than it is. Sorry to disappoint you, all you Freddie Highmore fans out there. And those are our general thoughts. So from here on out, we're going to be spoiling what happens in Astro Boy. If you care, it's on Netflix. If you don't care about spoilers, or if you've already seen it, carry on. Let's go. So I think one of the biggest flaws in a lot of animated movies I watch is missed opportunities at character development and character arcs that come to a conclusion. They kind of like... If if it's an arc, right? Think of arc shapes on pantomiming an arc shape for those of you listening he's doing the rainbow from the more you know exactly they kind of start to build and then they skip a middle part and then you just see the end of the arc I feel like that's what they did with his dad well he's missing from the middle of the movie so it makes sense you can't just skip a part of the arc though I feel they don't even start the arc like the whole crux of this movie hinges on the relationship between Toby and his dad and we never get an inkling that it was positive until until it becomes positive, and there's no there's nothing to suggest that turn when he it wasn't positive. Yeah, but that, like it but was like an all, absentee dad. So he was an absentee dad originally, and then he rebuilds his son to become a, a like a, a machine. Realizes the mistake he made, tries to throw it away. He's not even emotionally invested when his son gets killed. That's it's, it's it just kind of happens. I mean, he was he picks up the hat, but there's no emotion. In his face conveyed. Crime and costs money. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trolling <laughs> yeah. right now. You know, and then he tries really hard for about 12 hours. That's, that's it? <laughs> he gives up his... Screw this. And then... I have no... And right? Then, and then when... And then when... After, like, he goes down to the surface, does all that nonsense, and comes back... When he's like, okay, I'm gonna deactivate him and give the core to the president... I honestly thought that, that that he was going to do it. There, other than the fact that there was still a good chunk of movie left, 
I had no reason to believe he was gonna steal the core and go back and like save his son. Like I've like when did that turn happen? I mean, my best guess was just that there's no way this movie ends like that. <laughs> no, of course, but like it, it was like befuddling to me because I could see what was going to happen. I could see that Nick Nick Cage's character, the dad, was going to do the right thing and be like, you are my son all along, even if you're not really my son. But we didn't see, like, it's not like he, like, had to debate, like, there wasn't, like, a a long, drawn-out shot where he had to debate whether or not what he was going to do. It just kind of... Well, it's not his story, and this is a 90-minute long movie. I guess, but you could have given me... It it rushed everything it had already. It really rushed. This would have neutered Nick Cage... Like, yeah, we got nothing out we of We got nothing. It was just... It could have been anybody. Other than the fact that I could recognize that it was Nick Cage's voice, you could have put... You could have put me in this role, and I, I would have I one nailed it. crazy Nick Cage scene to, like, save his performance. It's bad, though. He's just... When he steals the core and runs back into the room. Like, that's a perfect time for a crazy Nick Cage moment. He's clearly reading lines off the page and just going with the flow. Where's my check? I'm gonna go home now. What I will say for Nick Cage's performance in this is that it was clearly good practice for when he got to Into the Spider-Verse where he absolutely crushed that fucking role. I mean, he did absolutely crush it in that movie. I don't know if he practiced, though, because he's done... (laughs) So he practiced it after (laughs) Boy, and then nine years later... Was it nine years ago? I mean, he did The Croods in the meantime, which is a pretty good one. I didn't even know he was in The Croods. I feel like Nick Cage does a fair amount of voice acting that, like, I just haven't seen... It's probably because he can just go in one day, bang out the whole movie, and leave and be like, bye guys, where's my couple mills? He has He's a got, studio in his house. His he voice, just voices 27 movies a year. His voice is very distinct, too, so he, it's, it's, a, it's a good yeah. choice. Yeah. He was he was Superman in Teen Titans. He finally got to be Superman. Well, that's right. That was more practice. Donald Sutherland, though, is worse. <laughs> He's so bad. Donald Sutherland, he puts me to sleep. When you when you dropped that name, I was trying to figure out who the fuck he could have been. It's the president. Yeah, he's the president. Like I, I looked it up. Even uh, when he, he said it. even when he is excited when he when they sh- successfully shoot Astro Boy, he goes, "Yeah, touchdown." <laughs> he definitely doesn't want to be there. It's, <laughs> it, but it's weird though, because it, again, Donald Sutherland's got is another one of those guys that has like a voice I can hear. Like, it's a very distinct voice. And I watched him, and I was like, I know that voice. Who, I could not put my finger on it. I was trying to put a name to that voice the entire time. Yeah, the entire time. Which was borderline distracting, actually. Um, Bill Nye, Eugene Levy, probably the two best voice acting performances. Who is Eugene Levy in this? He's the robot. He's the servant. The helper robot. Ah, okay. When he's at his dad's. He's like my favorite character in the movie, too, because at least he c- kind of cares about what's going on. I am so freaked <laughs> out right now. <laughs> no can do, Master Toby. What are, you do- what are you doing back there? Off to the Ministry of Science. The- that was actually one of, the- one of the more frustrating parts about this movie. The first, like, five-ish minutes of it, I actually enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed I most of this movie. I didn't enjoy the first five minutes, I too. I didn't mind Because it they got right into it right away. I want <laughs> like like it was instant. That's fine. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with getting right into it. I'm fine with getting quickly for giving us a backstory on a character who technically dies ten minutes later. Gave me exactly what I need. Super smart kid. Well, okay. So when he takes the multiple choice test or the the, 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 pop the physics quiz, test, yeah, he does it so fast that I'm 
in my head. He doesn't like, even read the questions. Is he a robot already? Like, <laughs> that's the first part of it. The second part of it, it doesn't make sense when they're walking into the um, demonstration for the Peacemaker, and the president asks him a question, and he, what he says isn't insulting, it may be a little snarky, but the fact he can't participate in the demonstration anymore, because of that one comment, no one likes a smart aleck kid. Nobody likes a smarty pants, <laughs> and that's why he's gone. He's out. I mean, he gets to watch it on TV, like everyone else. <laughs> I was a little, well, I mean, granted, the movie obviously shouldn't follow any, any type of logic or reason to it. It's about robots and AI machines and whatnot. But the president was consistently frustrating to me. Because he was like, ah, this this war machine, that's going to get me reelected. And then, it's like... He's oh. constantly behind in the polls the entire movie. And, yes. one, and at one point, at one point, he's so far behind in the polls. And then the newscaster person like in the background is like, so President Stone decided not to show up to a scheduled debate. Um, don't know what to do about that one. Like, you're bro, not- you're not even chopping yourself. You think that this stone machine that's going to kill people is your best option? Come on. He wants a war at the surface. People are pro-murder and pro-war and very <sighs> anti-debate. Stop thinking of a wartime president, Corey. I understand that. I, I understand that better than most. But, like, he wants to start the war... To be a wartime president, but he has to get elected before there's a war. I don't get it. No, well, I think if, if he starts a war, a war in the midst of of the the campaign, he'll is get he, reelected. He the, he's oh yeah, right. He's the president already. Yes. Yeah. So never mind. Because it's all about getting reelected. Yes, yes, yes. But again, the uh, obviously that's not how this character was written, and obviously he was going to be the bad guy forever. Is he like like he's kind of the bad guy? That you can you can make an argument that it, that the dad's well, the bad guy for a good Nathan Lane is, the bad is also guy. kind of a bad Nathan, guy. Nathan Lane's a bad guy. There's like three half bad. I mean, but Nathan Lane doesn't participate in the um, final battle at all. Yeah. He's just, uh, no, but he was a piece of shit. Well, that's very Pinocchio esque too. When Pinocchio yeah. goes on his journey, he encounters many different bad guys. That's true. It's true. I mean, at least the president is consistent. He's the overarching mm. evil in the yeah. movie. There's also like a weird parallel in this movie where, I don't remember what year iRobot came out, but like... The robot laws? Yeah, like the robot <laughs> laws, and the robots are like people too, but they're just discarded constantly, and there's a landfill of them. It's I'm not sure what message this movie is trying to get across to me. Charlize Theron is narrating the beginning about, she's just upbeat about how the robots are useless and they go away when they can't it was th- perform their functions anymore. So and that was um, very opening to to Serenity esque when like the teachers retelling the history of what that was. Yeah. Where it's like it's it's like super upbeat and a little bit whitewashy, but they just really try to hide the inherent problems with like Metro City society. Like she's talking about very matter of fact that like oh it's not a problem, we just dump all of our trash off the side to be on the surface. We don't know what goes on down there. We have like fully sentient robots. How is the like, surface not firing like nukes at them? How is the surface not fucking firing shit at them constantly? Nathan Lane's not building them, I guess. I don't know. I don't think they have the tech down there. I guess, but damn. There's one this. scene, I'm going to call it my least favorite scene, because it just looked really off to me. I wonder if you guys noticed it. Um, Kristen Bell's character, Cora, Cora, trying to use the phone. Astro Boy is sitting next to her. He looks way too big. 
is there's like a disproportionate thing going on where she looks normal and he looks extremely bigger than he has I in had, the past. I had a thought of, a feeling about that with one scene. I don't remember if it was that scene or not, but his head is much larger than like everyone else's. This looked like he put in a couple of months at the gym and he's swole right now. <laughs> he did, he did like, grind, like slowly get bigger. He lifted a lot of things up and put a lot of things down. <laughs> But it was just weird the way that they don't comment on it at all. And it was just like, wow, this looks, this is, because I knew the voice animation was bad. The, and the actual, I mean, the voice acting was bad. The actual animation, it's fair. It's fine. It's not, it's not what we've got this past year with Spider-Verse or Incredibles for that matter. But again, it's a different production. It was almost 10 years ago. I want to say it was lower budget, but it's still pretty high budget. Considering. Yeah, but compared to, like, a Pixar or DreamWorks. I have no idea who made this movie. I don't remember at all. Summit? Yeah. Sure. I believe you. That was, like, my my only animation issue. Yeah, I mean... I think it looks fine. Yeah, visually it's fine. Yeah. That was it for that. Um, When the dad is rattling off facts about the, the robot that he built, the robot Toby he builds... One of the things he says is he's got like the most up to date defensive systems or whatever it is. It takes him way too long to use any of these defensive systems. Way too long. Why does we don't have them there? Yeah, but it seems like once he discovers them, it's not like he discovers them. It's like his body realizes that it's in trouble, so he uses them. Yeah, that's why he used the jetpack legs. And then he uses the arm cannons and then the butt machine gun. Yes, but he doesn't use the arm cannons and the butt machine gun until... Until he's, he's in the combat. you tell me when those first, like, planes are, like, chasing at... Like, hover planes are chasing after him with the weird green, like, sticky tongues trying to capture him that there was no defensive system that was going to come out there? He's just trying... you tell me that when he was in the gladiatorial fighting pit and something is trying to, like, saw him in half that he's not going to, like... Arm cannon the shit it's out of him? because he's trying to get away, he's not trying to fight back. I feel like it, like, responds to what he's trying to do in I, his mind. I would agree to that point, because in the Gladiator Pit, he's all about... The only... He's reluctant. He doesn't want to fight yeah. at all, and, like, he, the only fighting he does is, uh, lifting up the, uh, bot to the, I guess, out-of-bounds area, and... That that's it. That's kind of like he a, also knocks another one off and then uses the body to like knock off the heads of like six others. Does he? Because mm-hmm. he he has to. Yeah, he does. He has to. I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah, he's. Re- but that. But now. We're, but again, like he's not looking to go on the offensive. He's I, just. I, I have to get through this. Totally. I think that's totally fair. But then why was this? Why was the statement? He has the best defenses. Because they're the best defenses. But why? Why does he only then use them when he's on offense? Maybe it's like. You see what I'm saying? I do understand Sorta. the point you're making. Like, I feel like you could just... It's a dumb... It's a dumb thing to pick out, but it's just... I... It... it when he said it, it latched out to me. I was like, oh, there's gonna be a bunch of times where he's, like, running away and, like... There's gonna be, like, an oil slick or something crazy is gonna come out of him, like... And, and, like That would have been amazing if he's, like, one of the souped-up cars with all the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> for or, or, like, he, or even... He drops marbles. He, yeah, he drops marbles. <laughs> Or even, like, if there was the can, like, the Saul thing that like, comes out, he's like, no, I don't want to fight you, but then, like, the body's like, well, you're under attack, you're going to fight back, and, like, an arm cannon shoots out, and then he knows he has it. It technically is defense, though. What, when he uses it? From, from like, from like a mili- militarily, military term, defense. Like, the Department of Defense. 
It's not we're not playing defense where someone's attacking us. We're going to counter attack during the attack. It's like they attacked us. Now we're going on the offensive and attacking back. That's that's and what he's, they, and he's attacking. I guess evil in his mind because the president's trying to ruin everything as opposed to the other robots haven't done anything. He doesn't want to murder other robots. Right, yeah. right. That that yeah. that one I get. That one's fair. That's a fair argument. Well, they're both fair arguments, but I think I, they're the same. Yes. Yes. Same. <laughs> fair argument. Still. Samuel L. Jackson, am I right? That's my favorite scene when he <laughs> when he speaks. I had no idea it was him until I looked up the who is it? The credits. He's, well. he's Zog. Oh, he's Zog. Yeah, yeah. I'm old school. It's like there, there he is because I knew he was in it. I'm old school, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then he. Oh my god! All right. I kind of wish Astro hadn't stopped him. Bringing bringing it back to the ending. Okay. So rushed, right? I mean, <laughs> it's like no, we got to get into this of hour thirty three. We were we're putting it there now. They grieve for about two seconds. They're sad for a little bit. And then Zog says, I got the blue stuff. Get the hell out of here. Y'all need the blue stuff? I got the blue stuff. Let's <laughs> they go. They figured it out so fast. Zog is super smart. He's really wise. He's been around for a thousand years. It would have been cool if his dad figured it out to, like, you know, maybe not smart. develop the relationship more. But no, it's Bill Nye's character. like, do you still have some of that blue stuff? Oh, does Bill Nye play the small scientist? Bill Nye. Nye? Not, oh, Nye. I, I thought you kept saying Bill Nye. I was like, Bill Nye is too? Nike, Nike, Nye, Nay. Nay. He's a way better character than, like, he's basically the dad. Yeah, it would have been yeah. cool if like, it was, like, his grandfather, so you got some, yeah. like... Or at least his uncle. Yeah, something, something. Not just a family friend doctor. That he probably never met up until that point. He knows his name. So, I mean, he's definitely met him. Had to have met him because he knows him from the memories. I would imagine that when he goes to visit Dad at work, he spends most of his time with Doctor Whatever. How often does that happen, or how often does he? He probably tries a lot because his Dad sucks, kind (laughs) of. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) It's like we're riding in the same car, but I'm just a projection. We don't even. What are we doing this for? Like the technology (laughs) is so ill-defined in this movie that you don't know if that's like a pre-programmed response that can just. React to my responses are limited. You have to ask the right question. <laughs> he just react to the uh, the interactions having with his son at the time. Like, did his dad actually? It's like, oh, my son's in the car. Let me pause for a few minutes and just. Uh... He recorded a bunch of like voicemails with the hologram. This is the one where he's not obeying what I tell him. This is the one where he leaves school early. But again, you got the reactive technology in this world that you get with the Red Core. I was the most intriguing thing about this movie is where the hell they found the blue and the red core and what they do and we get nothing. The blue core is happiness and good in the world and the red core is evil. I think he said it at some point when he was giving his presentation about like what he can do with the blue core. He says like there were like some sort of stars that have since long since died or some shit like that. It's a very brief thing right right early on. That's the most interesting concept in this movie and it's completely glossed over. Cora's parents did not look high and low for their daughter. They look high, not low. <laughs> How did she get down there in the first place? Like, what? You know, sometimes you're just wandering around the edge of Metro City. You happen to fall because there's no guardrail. Land in something really soft. <laughs> it's just lazy. It, it is. is. Yeah. I almost kind of mad that she found them. <laughs> Cora? Make it a throwaway line. Just so. I wouldn't have brought it up again. <laughs> 
You have to have closure. Ugh, we looked high and low. <laughs> we looked medium. We looked high and medium. We looked here and where, above. Where we're standing. Really. <laughs> we checked the house once. So I guess Metro City no longer floats. It's now just part of the ground again. Part of the surface. Part of the surface world. Now they're all going to be... They're going to get rid of their... I can't remember, Elysium classes society and just become one again. That was half of the other, like, all I could think about was this, like, this was practically Elysium. This this is so many movies. Come yeah. When did Elysium come out? I don't know. I think it was after this. I think so, too. I feel like it was, like, 2014. And there's, um, source material, I don't know. Elysium comes out way after 2013. I said 14, but <laughs> probably still. Well, I didn't hear what you said. I'm yeah. just Elysium way after this. Like, this is 2009. This is 2009. 2009. So like, yeah, it's still four years later, though. I wonder how much the famous actress narrator got for this. You know who that was? Yeah, Charlize Theron. I yeah, he's that. <laughs> Two lines <laughs> in the beginning of the yep. movie. And she's like fifth or sixth build in the cre- in the opening credits. It's like, oh, there's a lot of people in this movie. No, there's not. Like, they're in it, but Unreal. not really. <laughs> like, I feel there's something there. Like, if, uh, I don't know, if they, they add an extra 20 minutes and... Rewrite it. They, they, this could be enjoyable and perhaps a franchise. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely not a franchise, is it? I still enjoyed it. The robot I resistance did. made me laugh. They were great. They're the best part of the like movie. the fridge. I'm a, I'm a fridge. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the director, by the way. Two he, weeks. He voiced Mike the fridge. Yeah, uh, Matt Lucas plays one of them, right? Yeah, he's the leader. Okay, Spark. So we got two, two movies in a row with, with Matt Lucas. <laughs> This is a much better movie than last week. Uh, yeah. I'm probably gonna... Yeah, I'll save it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This movie didn't offend me on a personal level. This no, movie. it didn't offend me either. I just... It lays the groundwork for something, and it just doesn't deliver. That's that's incredibly disappointing. It's, it's a mediocre movie, which in some respects is the worst kind of movie. But it's not... It's frustrating. It is. I, again, the only upside was that I started watching it when I was like on my preps at school today. So, like... I could keep writing my test or print some stuff out while I was like I had it on my phone. I was watching it, or I could type type some stuff up, like do an IEP report while I was. So you're saying it's a good background movie, Corey? That's literally what I'm saying. This is yeah. <laughs> it was hard for me to stay awake on the train to finish it. I don't sleep on the train. Like I make an, an active on the way home. On, yeah, on the way home, I actively make a point to not sleep on the way on the train on the way home because I don't want to not be able to sleep when I go to bed at night. Prior to the very end of the movie, are we privy to aliens at all in this? No. Nope. <laughs> so that kind of catch anyone else off guard? Yeah, but we we, keep, we brought up two or three times about how rushed this fucking movie is. They rushed into setting up the the sequel, too. I don't think it's set, even setting up a sequel. I just think it's ending it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that part. I don't. I, the, the, I, the part I hate the most Weird. about it, Astro, are you sure you're ready? <laughs> It's it's my destiny. What? I mean, yeah, dumb. It's, it's dumb. But like, I I enjoy that ending because like I knew I'm like, well, he's gonna go and like try to punch him, and it's gonna end the movie. <laughs> I just knew that's what the shot they were going for was, oh, yeah. and I nailed it. Yes, you did, Joe. Yes, you did. It's nice to get one right every once in a while. Anyway, top and bottom, favorite least. Well, again, my favorite, I guess, is hearing Samuel Jackson's voice because it came out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I didn't also, even realize it was him. The, the robot resistance is, is really funny as well. So that'll be like a tie. And least favorite. The voice acting overall and that disproportionate shot, man, it really stuck with me. 
haunts sequels dreams. No, it's just if something in a kids movie like like that sticks with you, then I, I think they did a poor job with it. I, I really do. But did it stick with the kids? It should have. They wake it. up in cold sweats and don't know why, because Astro Boy was so disproportionate to Cora. And but they don't even like pick up on it. <laughs> it's like whoa, it's subconscious. <laughs> Pretty swole there, Astro. <laughs> <laughs> right? Out of nowhere. You guys are up. Favorite, least favorite. All right. So favorite, I, I really liked the robot resistance myself. I thought that was amazing. Uh, but to be different, I'm also going to talk about. Uh, trash can. Trash can. Trash can. I loved Trash can. He was my favorite character in this movie. He's an enigma, that trash can. Sometimes he's jerk and sometimes he's just one of the gang. And the moment when he, like, speeds ahead, writes, I'm a robot with an arrow. He's a robot. He's a, yeah, he's a robot or whatever he said. In the sand with the arrow and he managed to get him to stop right at the end of the arrow. And it's like Zane, I think the kid's yeah, name is. Yeah, it's Zane. And Zane's punchline is, huh, kind of makes me wish I knew how to read and walks away. I really enjoyed that moment. And it was just such a little, little nonsensical moment, but God, did it work for me. It was like the moment of, like, trash can just face-palming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. Because <laughs> trash can kind of got yelled at for, like, not finding a robot, but what he actually found was, like, the best robot. Shame. Hmm. Uh, least favorite scene, least favorite part, I should say, is whoever the I can't I can't remember what his name is. The guy who runs the fighting pit, Nathan Lane. That's the actor. Oh, yeah, he's the actor. But it's his like name. it starts with an H. Like it's Hamig. Hamig. Yeah. It's Ham Egg. That's how it's spelled. Ham Egg. Yeah. Ham Egg. I hated his character because the funny. Robot resistance guys are like, he's a monster, he's evil, we don't like him. And then you meet him, you're like, oh, maybe he's not so bad. And he turns out to be exactly as evil as he said. Like, I mean, I just great to humans. I don't care about humans, technically. I'm only worried about Astro. I like how he found out he's a robot, uh, that Astro's a robot and didn't say anything. I, I, I kind of dug that. I missed, I missed he, that. He I missed... only scanned him with the thing. Oh, okay, I like blink, yeah, it's like a blink and you miss it moment. That was relatively clever that they put that in and then he doesn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was well done. Yeah, he kind of he kind of brushes off like, oh, the machine was acting strange. Alright, so I think it's his hands. Look at those. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That bothered the crap out of me. The wrists are gone. No, even though he's like ham hocks. <laughs> he does have ham hocks, but look at comparatively. <laughs> but look at but there's no there's no break. There's no like little like indent where like the hand meets the wrist before it goes winds back out to the eye. I don't think he has that at all throughout the movie. The robots have allergies, but it was like he was swelling up. <laughs> yeah, that, that part just he's, bothered me. He's kind and of he's puffy. on a rust, he's on a rusty car. If robots were gonna be allergic to something, it would be rust. And it goes mm. on later on where he like he sits next to her on top on the hood of the car. And when he first climbs up, it's like, oh my gosh. Ooh. All right, Joe, hit us with your... Did you do your least? Yeah, Hammock. All right. I mean, my favorite... It's not the robot resistance in general. It's the scene where they're in the cardboard boxes <laughs> trying to be stealth. It's so good. I'm glad they went back to him. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we got them one more time. We've got a feather! <laughs> and uh, my least favorite is definitely Machine Gun Butt. 
That's your least favorite. That's my least favorite part of the movie. I'm like, this is a dumb joke. It was a dumb joke. He's flying ass first. <laughs> Firing bullets. It's like watching... Uh, no, wasn't he was flying it, away and he got caught? Was it Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy? <laughs> so he wasn't fly- I thought he wasn't flying ass first. I thought he was flying away. He got caught and the machines came out of his butt. And then he like just flew further. And then, Maybe. I forget. Yeah. I mean, guys, it doesn't really matter. Entirely possible is either way. Yeah. Either way, he had machine guns in his butt, which was pretty stupid. One out of each cheek. <laughs> Powdered toast, man. <laughs> Talk about Ren and Stimpy for a couple minutes and do that. We could, but... Yeah. Nah, that's not... <laughs> so we're good? We're gonna move on to rating it, I guess? Got Let's do nothing it. else. <laughs> Stick a fork in us. We're done. Here's the part of the show where we rate the movie that we just reviewed and talked about. This week it's Astro Boy, and it's going to be rated from 1 to 6 on the Infinity Stone scale. 1 is the low end, and 6 is the high end. And if we give it 6, we can also give it an Infinity Gauntlet. That's how that works. Who's going first? I'll go first. Sequel. This movie's very forgettable. I'm never going to watch it again. It's a different kind of bad than Polar was. Like, Polar was, like, offensively bad, but there were some cool action scenes in it. It's it's still like an irredeemable movie, but I'm going to give it the same score because this is frustratingly bad that I feel they could have done more. They should have done more. I feel like this could be good, but the writing's lazy, the storytelling's lazy, the world building is awful, and the voice acting's putrid. Two stones. I think you actually have Polar 1. Yeah, you definitely did. Are you have a 1? Yeah. Okay. 2. This is a 2. Polar's a 1. This is a 2. I thought I gave it 2. I think I had it was at two going into it. Uh, well, then you definitely soured on it more. Okay. Even more. <laughs> Good. Corey, what's your score, bud? Uh, I gave Polar a two. Um, this is better than, but not so much better than, that I think I can give it a three stone. I don't think it really even falls into mediocre. Uh, I'll never watch it again. It, 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 I think sequel hit it on the head. It's just kind of forgettable. It's not a movie you need to see, that you should bother to see. It, it's just kind of... A bad movie. It's a two-stone movie for me. I think this is a perfectly, reasonably okay movie. It's adequate at being a kid's movie. I would have no problem putting this on if I were, like, babysitting someone's kid or something. They're like, we're going to watch Astro Boy, and they're going to be fine with it, and I'm going to be entertained along the way. It's nothing substantial. It's not particularly well done, but it doesn't deserve a bad score, like I said before, though, mediocre movie is one of the most frustrating kinds of movies to me because they didn't take any big swings. At least if you take a big swing and miss, I respect that. This one is just generic. So the highest possible ceiling score I can give it is three stones, and that's what I'm going to give it. It's fine. I'm probably not going to watch it again unless I'm babysitting. And those are our scores for Astro Boy. If you want to let us know your thoughts about Astro Boy, if you're one of the people who got super hyped for us to cover it on this episode and I went on the Netflix and watched it so you could have reference for when we're talking about it. If you want to let us know your thoughts about Astro Boy or really anything else that's not related to Astro Boy at all, you can send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. We are Boom. awesome. Boom. Uh, boom. Damn it. <laughs> I fucked up, guys. Sorry. Okay. I was just so... I'm Everybody just... makes mistakes. You were so laser focused. I was so ready to get Ready to go these. to Twitter. You can also find us and talk to us on Twitter at ZTH Podcast. If you happen to have a blue core or a red core, 
Take a picture of those bad boys and send it to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast, or search for us on Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes. Find us on iTunes or your podcast app and give us those five stars. That's what we crave. And if you want to leave a review, that's cool too. We'll read it on the show. And if you can't be bothered to do that, just tell your friends. Tell people you know. Tell coworkers. Tell people on the bus. And also subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the show because you'll just get new episodes. It's so convenient. They just show up for you. They just get downloaded on Monday morning. And you're like, man, at least I have something to do during the commute this week. I listen to a lot of podcasts on my commute. Same. And you have a really long commute, so you probably listen to more podcasts than the average person. Yeah. I can crush through about seven podcasts. A week? Easy. Nice. Easy seven a week. And still some movies and TV. I But I, I, I've been tending to binge podcasts. Like, I'm listening to a, an actual play right now. So, like, that's, like, one of the only podcasts I listen to because I'm trying to catch up. I would imagine that's something you binge because it's a continuous story. Yeah, which is nice. Nice to not have to wait a full week for the next one. Next time on ZTH, we're going to be reviewing Fantastic Four, the one from, I believe it's 2005. The one with Chris Evans in it. The first one. All right. It's the good one of the bunch. Sure. From what I remember, anyway. 2005. Nailed it, Joe. Nailed it. Movie release dates. It's Joe Slice now. <laughs> so join us for that. It's going to be a time. I can't say how it's going to go. <laughs> I haven't seen it since probably 2006, so... It's been a while for me, too. Yeah. I've seen that movie like three or four times, though. So join us for Fantastic Four in the next episode. Can't wait to see you for that. And until next time, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie, Astro Boy included. Some nine-year-old is really into robots. Or Pinocchio. Or Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Pinocchio.